1: So, Ryan, we went through grades of the two classes. We're very similar on where we are with those. So now let's do a couple things. We're gonna go through the offensive and defensive classes, and we're gonna give our player rankings. And the way yep. we'll do it is we will I'll just kind of go through and just list my eleven on offense and then just kind of just give a little beginning, uh, just a little brief, I should say of why I you know what I think of the guy and why he's there. Not gonna be too in depth because then this show could go on for four more hours right? If you and I start talking, breaking down each one of these kids, this show is going to be longer than yesterday's show. That's just, that's just the reality of it. And then, so we'll rank them. And then I'll kind of briefly just go through my, my upside grades. I won't dive into the upside grade as much. I'll just kind of give it of, of what I think that it is. And then we'll, we'll, we'll we'll kind of, and then I'll have you do offense. Then we'll do defense and do it the same thing. So I'm just going to begin here. You ready to roll? Does that sound, sound like a plan? All right, yes, so sir? here is my – here's my, and we'll just give our grade for each guy, too, like the range. So yep. my, my my number one player in the class is Cam Williams. I had CJ Carr there for most of the last year. Cam was just really special for me as a senior. And just, you know, his points graded out. Adam is a four-and-a-half-star kid coming into the year. His ability to dominate in all phases of the game. His speed took another jump. And honestly, one of the things that had the biggest impact for me, Ryan, was watching him on defense. I'm like, this kid could start at the power five level as a safety he's a football player uh cj carr was number two he was not very far behind cam in grade i think it was i think cam was like a 709 and cj was like a 707 and then gearby was a 706 so like they were all very close with cj carr i get i get why some people don't have him as a five star he's not the biggest guy he doesn't have the cannon for an arm He's a good athlete, but he's not a guy that's gonna, he's not gonna do what Riley Leonard did in college as a runner. He's not that kind of guy. But for me, at quarterback is the one position where those physical traits mean the least to me in college. He has the the elite trait. His, he's elite in the areas that I think you need to be elite. He's incredibly smart. He has a great feel for the game. He's a leader. He's got great arm arm talent in that. He's got a great release. His release point is incredibly consistent. No matter what arm angle he's throwing from, he can throw on the move. He can throw under pressure. He under, he knows how to change speeds. Like all the things that I love about a quarterback he has. And that's why he grades out as a five-star for me. And he's got some guts. And a lot of kids like him who are kind of that really smart guy. They don't want to make a mistake. If anything, sometimes you're like CJ, you don't need to try to fit that ball in between three people, man. But he's got some guts that you need to rein in a little bit, and I'd much rather have that than. Can you please just try and make that throw just once? You know he's got some of that guts, and you're gonna have to live. Sometimes he's gonna his confidence in his arm. He's gonna write some checks that his arm can't cash. That's just the reality of it. Early in his career, but he as he gets stronger, I think you'll see some of those things. But uh, CJ has a lot of arm talent, Ryan, and so he's a five star for me at number two. Gearby is number three. And honestly, the reason he is number three and not higher is because he's still a bit of a work in progress. But I love this kid's senior film. He was physical. He played with much better technique, even though that still needs a lot of work. He's incredibly long. I mean, insanely long. He's big. He can play either tackle spot. This is just a dominant football player. And he just looked more comfortable being an offensive lineman this season than he did last year uh, You know, as, as a junior. So last year, he was all about tools and projection. This year, his film actually looked like a big-time football player. And so that was obviously good to, good to see from him. He's number three. I graded him also as a five-star uh, top 25 player.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Factor has been a great friend of the Driscoll household this month. Not only are we super busy with work and everything going on with Notre Dame football, we're also dealing with a house remodel. And even thinking about cooking stresses me out, which is why I'm so thankful we found Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals that can be on your plate in minutes. It has literally saved me hours of prep, cooking, and cleaning time during an incredibly busy season for us. And their fresh but never frozen meals got delivered right to my doorstep, which also saved me plenty of shopping time. On top of that, the flavor is outstanding. Whether it's the chicken taco bowl I had for dinner last night or my personal favorite so far, which is a fillet over a mushroom risotto, I'm eating healthy meals but not sacrificing flavor. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holiday. You can choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals that also support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie-smart, vegan, keto, protein-plus, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off today. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com slash irish 50 to get fifty percent off, definitely give it a try. We did, and we love it. Next is Keidron Young, four-star player, top hundred grade. Uh, love this kid. Played on a bad team this year and still produced at a very high level. Ryan, I think you had his. You had his statistics this year. I think he played what nine games. I think nine or only nine nine games. I think this year maybe maybe ten, uh, yep. it, it, and still rushed for. Um, let's see let's ryan had him down 1300 for 1366 yards. yards and 15 yep. touchdowns and played on a really bad team last year a little bit better team not a great team but better he was at 1751 yards 7.4 per carry 19 touchdowns uh this is a kid in the last three years has scored 44 touchdowns incredibly impactful great feet and balance we both talked about that in our breakdowns ryan of him yep. on mm-hmm. the signing day card great feet great balance great vision can hammer you, not afraid of con. I mean, looks likes contact, but doesn't just look for it for no reason. You know, he'll he'll make you miss if he needs to, and and he's got more home run speed in my opinion than even Audric had, and that's why I've said he's Audric with speed. So he's my next guy on that list. Top top hundred player number five on my list is Micah Gilbert. Micah, I was a kid, I really liked a lot when they got him, but a lot of it was projection of a if he can stay healthy, if he can do this. And we saw all that as a senior. He's a big-bodied kid with insanely long arms. He's got a great catch radius. He's a smooth athlete. He is a guy that can produce a lot. He can be a volume pass catcher. I thought he was more of a field guy as a junior, but he looked like he can play boundary to me as a senior, and that was important to me. The only thing he lacks, the only reason he's not a top 100 guy, is speed. He just doesn't have that kind of, you know, difference maker, take a game over top hundred player speed to me. But a lot of the other traits that he has, uh, I like. Number six for me is Aeneas Williams. And I have a feeling Aeneas is going to make me look really stupid for not having him higher in this class. I just, He just strikes me as that kind of kid, Ryan, that's just going to be like, I'm going to look really dumb for having him as a number six player in the class. Uh, He's just a great football player. I mean, there's look, the reason is, is I do a grading system where I take all different traits and his measurables just don't stack up he's not that big he's not a true burner but he's a really good athlete uh but he's a heck of a football player and and I have him as a four-star top 150 caliber player number seven is Styles Prescott liked his junior senior film a lot more than I did his junior film was all projection I uh, like his length like his he's got some he's got some athleticism to him he's got some toughness to him he's a real physical kid which I really like he looked much more like a pure tackle as a junior. So he rose up the ranking for me. I have him number seven. I grade him as a top 200 player. He's got to fill out his frame. Number eight is Peter Jones. Peter, if we're talking just pure floor, is much higher on this board uh, because he's a smart kid, tough kid, mauler. He's a, hey, it's it's no co- coincidence. This is the guy that Harry Heestand went after like right away. This is a Harry Heestand recruit. Versatile position-wise because he can play right tackle. Ideally, you don't have him playing right tackle, But if you need one, he can definitely play it. He's got some length to him. He's got some toughness to him. He's not a great athlete, but if you slide him inside the guard, his athleticism tracks better, Ryan. It, like, projects better to guard because he can play in a phone booth really well. He's just not, like, a long athlete. You don't want to, like, do deep pass sets and getting out on the perimeter on outside zone. You want him playing in a phone booth. Tough, hard-nosed, physical kid. They listed him at 6'5", 300. He's going to be a – he's 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 exact. and if he he was a guy that Notre Dame would have gotten on late – we'd be like, wow, you got that kid late. But he's such a such an early signee that we just kind of forget about him. But I graded him also out as a top 200 player. Number nine is Jack Larson, uh, four-star kid, top 250 prospect. We talked a lot about him earlier. This kid catches the football as well as anybody in the country. And it's not just hands yeah. – but it's ball skills, it's body control. He's made some insane acrobatic catches in his career, just like flipping his hips, and you're like, how did he even get to that ball? Great job of catching the ball in traffic. Like, I mean, you and I have seen him make catches where he's catching the ball over the middle, and literally a guy's trying to drag him down from behind as he's catching the ball. I mean, you're like, and it just, nothing phases Jack in that regard. It's just, he, when the ball's in the air, there's nothing else on the planet that's going on except him and that football. And you love that, but he's not the biggest guy He's only 200. They listed him at 212 pounds on the depth chart yesterday. And, and, and he's not uh, that fast. Now he's a good athlete. He's got nice feet. No, but for a guy that size, you'd hope that he'd be a little bit more athletic, you know, yeah. but he's a football player, but he, he is. He, that's why he is where he is. Number 10 on my board, Logan Saldate. I like his film a lot. I do. There's just, he's one of those guys. There's just nothing he does. that's great for me. And that's kind of what hurts his grade, Ryan. But then you watch him play, and you're like, he just knows how to get open, and he and he and he's a good athlete. <laughs> yeah. He makes good catch. He's got good hands. He's just he's another guy that I look at the on the board. And I'm like, it won't shock me if he's one of my quote unquote misses that he should have been higher. But I still have him as a four star top two fifty kid, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and then number eleven on my board is Anthony Knapp. I saw a lot of the improvement as a senior. I mean, he's a physical, tough kid. I mean, the, the one play where he drove a guy like eight yards in the sideline and got flagged, I was like, okay, that's a kid that plays a game with some attitude. And you see it a lot. He's a good finisher. My, the the I'm just look. If you look at all my grades, he grades out really well in a lot of areas. The one thing that drags him way down is size. You know, he's listed at six four and a half. I don't see it. He's listed at two seventy five. I don't see it. And I have concerns about can he put the thirty pounds on and still be the mover, the athletic player that he is. Those are my questions. Now his upside grade is much higher. But that's the reason he ranks as low as he does for me. And and for a smaller guy, I just wanted to see more really dominant film like I did with Trevor Rulin back in the day. And I just didn't see that for me. I didn't see that as much. So that's why he is lower on my list, Ryan. And then we'll do we'll do just the upside quickly, do the upsides. Do you want to do that at the end or do you want to each give our upsides right away? And I'm just gonna listen. To 11. Um, I,
2: I don't. I didn't even have my upsides completed for it. So okay. It's, it's then I'm just gonna give mine now. I didn't tell <laughs> okay. you to do that. I'll just give mine yep. now. Uh,
1: yep. My upside ranking. So this is basing them all. If everybody hits their their peak, this is my rankings. Kirby Lambert one, Cam Williams two, CJ Carr three. And you did it already. You you actually answered that part in a in a, a last week. You said Cam yep. was still your number one. Kirby was two. Mm-hmm. CJ was three. Correct. Yep. And then Kedron, four, Prescott, five, Aeneas Williams, six, Micah Gilbert, seven, Anthony Knapp, eight. All eight of those guys, Ryan, had four and a half star upsides or higher, meaning top 50 recruit player higher. Logan Saldate, nine, Peter Jones, 10, and Jack Larson, 11. That was my offensive upside grade. So, Ryan, you want to go ahead and go through your, was it 11, yeah. correct? 11 on offense, 11 12 grades. on defense. Yep, so let's, yep. let's hit it.
2: So we have a very uh, – actually have the exact same top four, it looks like. So I have Cam Williams as a top 25 player and the lone five-star on the offensive side of the football, in my opinion, in this class. A lot of what you said, Brian. I mean, the kid's just a special athlete, man. Like, he really is. He's like – one. he's one of those wide receivers. You always hear, like, niche and one-trick ponies associated with some receivers, you know, as a guy, a vertical thread, as a guy, a, a short underneath, underneath separator, and they kind of have their – they're departmentalized traits. I look at cam and I just say, I I don't think there is a role that he can't fill. And I think he's a multi-level threat at the next level. So he's got the deep speed. He can uncover with his ability to be flexible and get in and out of breaks. He can work after the catch. I just think the kids, one of those guys, that's going to be very tough to keep off the field, even if you have a deep wide receiver room. So cam Williams, number one for me, number two is CJ Carr. I have him as a borderline five star. I put down, I I gave him somewhere in the top. 35 to 50, somewhere in that ballpark, four and a half, four and a half star player. In my opinion, I think that he does a lot of the things that you talked about in terms of he's really smart, sees the game at an advanced level. I think he's very calm under pressure. The things that kind of hold him back a little bit is, you know, just outside of, you know, arm strength, I think is good, not spectacular. I think size is fine. It's not spectacular, but I also think he does take some unreasonable risks at times where it's just kind of a little bit of a pull him back. And I know you talked about that a little bit as well. So just a little bit there. I also have Gerby Lambert at number three, top again, same range, top 35 to 50 type of player for me, four and a half star ups, um, four and a half star player. He would probably be next to Cam, maybe the highest upside guy on this list. If I did have upside grade on him, because I do think that his tools are outrageous. I mean, he hasn't been playing the game very long, but he's six, seven, right around 300 pounds very long. I think he has a reported seven foot one wingspan. So he's a very long cat. I think his foot quickness and everything just kind of checks boxes. You know, I, I do think that there's the one thing I do worry about Gerby a little bit is I think that his hips or hip, hip mobility is good, but I do worry about, you know, with more weight going on, you know, does it limit his ability to redirect in space consistently? That's my only big concern with him. Otherwise, it's just technically needs to be a little bit more proficient in pass protection and footwork and those types of things, which is all teachable. Like those aren't things that are deterrents to him because that's just him working with an offensive line coach each and every day. So he's got big upside. There's no doubt about that. And then I had Keatron Young as number four as well. Top hundred player for me, four-star player. He is just one of the best pure runners in the 2024 class. As far as he is 5'11", 220, 225, physical downhill runner who has really good vision. And good short area quickness. I think he really sees the game in an advanced level. The the things that are gonna hold him back a little bit just as far as like pure projection is passing game is just a pure question mark. Like, I mean, I haven't seen any film of him in pass protection. I've barely seen anything of him catching the football. I know he's a versatile, really good athlete. I think he can do it potentially, but I just haven't literally seen it on film enough for me to be comfortable there. I had Micah Gilbert at number five on this list, top 150 player, four star. 6'2", 205, does everything you would expect a big receiver to do, can be super physical, can get off a of press, can work down the field and win with his size, back shoulder game, but his improvement that he made from a, a, from a junior to a senior in terms of just short area explosiveness, I thought he got point A to point B a lot faster in 2024, uh, 2023, excuse me. And he was able to stay healthy, obviously. He always had the nice route running to him. He also always had size, always had good ball skills. But the fact that he showed a little bit more explosiveness in 2023, I thought he took a massive step this year. Next on the list at number six, I have Aeneas Williams as well. Top 150 player for me, four-star. Just does everything well. Like, is there one dynamic trait that's elite? I would say no, but, I mean, he's got good, solid power. He's got good speed. He's got good hands. He, he's just a really good player overall. So he's number six. Number seven, I have Logan Saldate, also a top 150 player. Another one, he's a he's a short underneath separator. He can get in out of breaks. He's got good short area quickness. But again, I think I saw a little bit more speed as a senior than what I saw in his junior film. I think that he can really get to point A to point B a lot faster than what I saw. So I think that he has a little bit more ability to push the ball vertically than I thought that he did early on. I thought he was just a pure after catch receiver when Notre Dame first got him. And I think he's a little bit more than that, potentially. You said top 150 for him, Ryan? Top 150 for Logan Salvate, yep. And then I had Anthony Knapp as my number eight player in the class. Top 200 player, four-star player for me. I think that I completely understand where people would be lower on him. And I understand your, your vantage point, Brian, because you're right. Like he does need to gain weight. He doesn't need to show that that's not going to compromise athleticism because I do think that though, he has a good level of athleticism overall. I think he's got hook, good hip flexibility. I think he redirects well. I also think that he has great power for his size. I think that he's got really strong hands, the finisher, but the thing I love about him is he is the most technically proficient offensive lineman in this class, in my opinion, right now. He plays really sure. well with his hands, snatch traps. Like He's been really well coached. I mean, give a lot of shout-out to the coaching staff down there in Georgia. Like He has been coached up very well from an offensive line perspective. So I like um, Anthony Knapp. I think if he has improvements as far as just his, his ability to
1: keep the weight and harness it, I think that he could be a really good player on the next level.
2: Can I, can I can ask you
1: one yeah. question about him? Would you say sure. that he is the best technician and has the best just kind of hip fluid, like just hip movement, hip, like just he's loose? Would you say yeah. he grades I, out higher say, than all the other
2: linemen in that regard? I would say so because I, I think Peter probably has – I mean, Peter's just kind of – he's a little bit tight as far as an athlete. Yeah. He's a little bit more linear for me, which is fine. I think that's the role he's going to play. I think that what Gerby and both Styles Prescott have working against them is they're a little bit higher hipped guys. They have a little bit of longer legs. So naturally the redirection is going to be a little bit tougher. But Anthony Knapp at six four, six four and a half, I think that he is just a little bit more built to the ground, a little bit more compact. So he's got a little bit more hip like more more flexible hips to work
1: you know laterally in the pass protection. And then my and second question just about him is do you project him as a as a, a, an interior player, or do you think he's a kid that you'd like to give a shot at tackle? for those reasons,
2: I I would be okay with him getting a shot at tackle and failing at it. Potentially, Mm. you know, if that's kind of the route you want to go, I would be okay, especially with, you know, where the offensive tackle room is at Notre Dame right now, where there's just, you're still looking for, I think solid bodies, but ultimately I think that he is a interior player long-term because I think that he is a, I mean, I think his athleticism is good enough to stay outside, but his athleticism at guard or center, I think would be very, very good. Like I'd be very happy about that. Right. So yeah, but I think regardless, I, I like a lot what I saw as a senior. I had my hesitations based on junior film. I thought he was just kind of a brute as a junior. You were, ve- you were
1: very. I just want to point out, to you, this is a yeah. big change for Ryan because you, you, yeah. you were actually more on down on him than I was. Like initially, I liked him better yeah. than you did, and yeah. now you. So, so this is a this is a scenario where the film has yes. impacted the the evaluation. That's I, it. I just, it, I just think
2: right. te- the technique just took a huge jump. And I mean, I, yeah. he obviously did gain some weight and I think he was a little bit more explosive, but regardless, like his junior year, I, I thought he was kind of a brute as a player, mm-hmm. you know, like he was just kind of physical and would drive his feet and like that stuff's great. But also, you know, are you, can you play in space? Can you work laterally? Right. And I thought as a senior, his technique took a huge step. I mean, I can't, I can't even tell you how many snap traps, snatch traps I saw in film, which for people that don't know, like that's basically where, you know, you get guy underneath his pads, you pop him high. And then you, as they kind of lean forward on you, you kind of replace your steps a little bit and you snatch him straight to the ground. Like that's basically what a snatch trap is. And that was on his film constantly. And that's something where NFL players are barely putting that in their arsenal. Like that's not an, that's not like an easy technique. You don't see it a lot, especially on the high school level. And he does it routinely. So I think his technique's really good. I have Peter Jones just below him. I think he's a four-star top 250 player man, Peter Jones is just going to be a good player at Notre Dame, man. I don't know how else to say it. Like, I compared him to Logan Bruss that was at Wisconsin. Logan Bruss started games at right tackle and guard and ended up getting drafted in, like, the fourth, third or fourth round by the L.A. Rams. Like, he's just a just a good college player, ultimately. Is he a guard? Is he a tackle? I think he's a guard comparative, but I agree. I think that he could last a tackle in the right system, but I think he's going to be an asset inside on the next level. Jack Larson is number 10 hey jack does everything right jack's a solid overall athlete he moves well enough in that regard he has great hands great ball skills he's a tough kid the size is the part i don't even care about the speed as much it's the size that really just has me a little worried like he's 6'3, 212 pounds right now that's it's a little bit of a tough projection especially when i'm talking about a kid that isn't the most dynamic athlete of all time. And I'm talking now about potentially adding 30 pounds onto his frame, ideally, or at least 20 something pounds on his frame.
1: You need at least get him to 230, Ryan. I mean, you need at least get him to 230. Yeah.
2: So, so it's, it's, it's just compromising athleticism, which I don't think is great to begin with, with the added weights is the question that I have, but I think Jack in a role can play at Notre Dame and could do well, obviously, but he's going to rank a little bit lower just because of the size limitations, in my opinion. And then I have
1: Styles Prescott and, last wait, you said yeah. Jack 250 top 250 for I'm just top charting all these. Okay, so top two fifty. Yep. Okay.
2: And then I I mean I said this before, but I only had I had nothing but four stars on the offensive side of the ball. So I actually have Styles mm-hmm. Prescott as a top 250, four-star player. I get Styles Prescott, 6'6, 270 plus pounds. He's listed between 270, 280, depending on where you look. I think he took a nice jump as a senior. I think he got a lot more good weight on his frame, which was great to see. I think that Needed. he was a lot more. Confidence in what he was doing as a player as well my hesitation with styles as a player is simply i do i think his hip fluid his hip mobility is a little bit limited and i'm a worried about that because he does have nice power so my thought process is we're going to continue to add weight to that frame that's going to improve the power profile and it's going to go from good power to potentially great power but the same thing i said with jack is that if i put too much weight on styles Prescott's, frame and I already think that his hips are a little bit tight, that usually doesn't make you more fluid, right? That doesn't make you more flexible typically. So I'm just a little curious to see styles projection as far as long-term, because he's a guy that needs to put weight on. Is it going to compromise his lateral mobility that I still think is just kind of average right now? And that, cause if it doesn't, then he would be higher on this list. If I can confidently say two years from now, even at putting on 20, 30 pounds, his hip fluidity is at least the same or better because he gets a little more flexible as he gets older, then this completely changes the narrative. But my thought process is simply, I am struggling if I think that it's going to be at a requisite level with a lot more weight on his frame. That's my hesitation ultimately with styles. And that's why he's number 11 on my list.
1: Ryan, if you had to off the top of your head, and I know you haven't done this. So this there can be subject to change if you want to change on the message board, but what would be your top five upside grades for this class? Uh, Cam and and Gerby
2: would be clear five stars. I think CJ would be hovering around that as well. Take a look at some of the other guys here. I think Prescott would be there again. Like if you told me confidently that he can add that weight and not sacrifice athleticism, I think he would potentially be in a top five for me. And then the last guy, actually, this might, one might be a little bit surprising, but I think it might be Micah Gilbert maybe at number five for me because I I saw a big jump in explosiveness yep. from junior to senior. If he takes another jump explosiveness-wise, yep. while he'll never be a burner per se, that second, third gear, right. I think that we're talking about a guy that can win a little bit more vertically because right. he can get on top of guys more Right, because
1: he's 6'2", 205. Or, I mean, you see, you yep. see when he's in a stance, right? His arms are like hanging down yes. really low. I love my. So, like, you don't have to have the same separation that Will Fuller did to catch a post route when you're that long, because you just tell the quarterback, "Dude, throw it out in front of him." I don't care how close he's been covered; that he's got thirty-three inch arms or whatever it is, just throw it out in front of him, and that guy can't get to him. So, yeah, I could see that. I he's he was an interesting one for me from an upside standpoint, Ryan, to to kind of project. He he really was. Where where. When you look at this class, Ryan, so w- yeah. let's let's finish it this way. Who's the kid on – and I'll give my answers first so you get an idea of what I'm going for. I mm-hmm. want to talk about the kids that you think – we think we may miss on the most. Like what's the kid that you think – I have a feeling I might miss on this kid. And it can be good or bad. Most of my misses are like, – I'm not going to – like most of my misses are good, but I do kind of have a, 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 a one negative one that's already talked about with Kennedy Urlacher. But I'm going to go yeah. positive on this one. The kid on offense. When I look at my offensive rankings, the kid on offense that I think I'm, I'm I have the best chance of of missing on. Like I could I could be re- really wrong about that guy, and he's going to end up being a lot better than I think. For me, it is Anthony Knapp. and and it's because there are some things that I like. I just he he. The problem is when it comes to my way. I the things because you know every evaluator has different priorities and things that they favor. Just some of the things that really matter to me are big question marks for him. And that's my, que- that's my thing. But as you said, he is a strong kid, and there's a lot athletically, and all, there's a lot to like. He's got – I don't think he moves people. I, like, I, I don't project his movement at the next level to be as what it was in high school because of the size. But when sure. you just look at his hands, the reason I think I could miss on him is because he has really powerful hands. And yeah. if he does get up to 295 to 305, and still moves then he will be a dominant blocker because if you can put that hand play with a legit and when I mean 300 pounds I mean plays like like Mike Golick was over 300 pounds he didn't play like a 300 pounder because that's just his body wasn't meant for that and that's why he's way lighter now than he was then and so if you can play that way then I could see Anthony Knapp skyrocketing up this ranking just right now yeah, I have big concerns, and it sounds like it's, it sounds like that's how you feel about Styles Prescott. So, like we're yeah. having this, like I have him really low now, but if yeah. all these question marks get answered, he could be a top five kid in this class.
2: Well, I mean, the two guys in this category, one for both have different reasons for being there. One is Anthony Knapp, because I think I might be too high on him potentially sure. if he's not able to gain that requisite weight. The other one that you already mentioned that I already hit on is Styles Prescott. Like I I just have questions of if Styles' frame is going to hold the requisite weights and maintain athleticism, because I do think he's a good athlete. I do for his size. I think he has good length. I just, the hip float fluidity and mobility sure. is just something where I'm a little bit worried about. But if he can play it, Three hundred pounds, three hundred five pounds, and not sacrifice that, or get even a little bit more flexible. I mean, ideal. Like it could happen. Then I will one hundred percent miss on him. I mean, I still have him as a four star. It's not like I think he's a three star kid or whatever.
1: But sure, I I I do think that you had every single kid as a four and a half, four on the top two fifty player. I mean, that's none of these kids are bums. None of these kids are misses. You know what no, I mean? Exactly. So yes, I get what you're saying. I mean, I actually yep. have fewer four stars in this class than you do. I have Anthony and is a three and a half stars. So you actually mm-hmm. have it even higher. This episode of the Irish breakdown podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. help. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving, giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash irish. This is the best time of the year. It's bowl season and Christmas is right around the corner. So whether you're looking for tickets to the Sun Bowl to watch Notre Dame take on Oregon State, or looking for tickets to a Christmas concert or comedy show, or just looking for a great last-minute gift, Game Time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or, and a row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Yep. Defensively, let's just finish off with that one. I sure. said it before, the guy that I, that I think I could miss on that won't be as good as I have him ranked is Kennedy or Lacker because I do have Kennedy as as the number eight guy in the class, and we'll we'll get into that yeah. defensively. But let's just kind of now go through the defensive class, Ryan, and sure. just kind of number one for me is Kingston Villiama Assa. I have him as a top 50 player. He was just a few points away from being a five-star. Uh, I think he's highly instinctive, physical, punishing, smart, all those things. But the biggest surprise for me and the reason he went from – borderline top 50 guy which is what he was when Notre Dame got him loved him but he was a you know top he was four four and a half star four star kind of guy borderline top 50 guy to a borderline five star for me is because he was so much more explosive as a senior than he was a junior now these two years removed from the knee injury which isn't a surprise so he's my number one number two is Bryce Young we've talked a lot about Bryce already Six five and a half, two forty five. Physical, powerful, explosive. Some of the things that that have him, Ryan, is not a five star. Exactly what you talked about. There's still a lot of technical development. He did make a jump in that regard from year junior to senior year, but and he does need to you know continue to get a little bit more weight room strong. But that's a kid that's got all the tools to be an elite player down the road. He's my number two sure. guy. Number three is for me is Bronte Johnson. I have him as a top hundred recruit. Uh, he's a guy to me that that could could be top 50 if he was a little bigger and didn't have an injury history. And I just saw a little bit more from him. He technically also he needs a ton of work from a technical standpoint, but just the the length, the athleticism. You talk about a skinny kid that's willing to hit like Leonard Moore, Bronte's another one. Bronte's a yeah. skinny kid. But he is more than willing to come down and lay wood on people. As he gets into a strength program, if he jumps up and can get up to like 190, 195, uh, and Mm -hmm. and just fill out, he's going to be a striker and a guy that can play with range. So I love Bronte. He's my number three. My number four guy in the class is Leonard Moore. Talked a lot about him. Incredible length. Fluid for his size. Great long – well, great, really good long speed. uh, Instinctive. As a junior made a lot of plays on the football, playing off man with drive, and then that combination of length, speed, and instincts will allow him to get his hands on a lot of balls. Teams would try to hit him with like outcuts and stop routes, and he'd just drive on him and just undercut him all day. Yep. And I like his long speed. You really see his athleticism in the return game. That's when you really see his feet and quickness and and you know the ability to change direction is in the return game, and it'll hit you the reason, you know, he, he, he's top 150 for me now, him not playing as a senior kept him from really jumping up to that top hundred range. Number five, Cole Mullins. He was another guy that was a borderline top hundred guy for me as a junior. I love his, I love his size. I love his power you know, his ability to set the edge and just, he's got really good length, not like Bryce Young, Logan Thomas length, but, per, but still very good length. I like the explosiveness off the ball when he was on the edge, and he's a guy that moves pretty well laterally. When you watch him at linebacker, he can't play linebacker in college, but you see that he can move laterally. He didn't go up like I had hoped he would. I thought he was going to be a top hundred player, but not playing as a senior hurt him and and dragged his grade down. now he's closer to being a top two hundred guy than a top one hundred guy because that's a that's a pretty big injury, right? A broken fibula is something you yes. just don't know how. His body's going to heal. Some people heal just fine. Some people they never get the strength back in that bone, and it just becomes a consistent problem. So that's a concern for me, and and why I consider dropping him even lower in the class. But if he's healthy health wise, I love that kid's ability. Uh, Logan Thomas is number six for me. You can make a strong case that he should be higher just because of the tools. Uh, the The grade that kept him down is that size grade. Still, is a concern for me. You know, he's still two hundred ten pounds. And that that's, but the athleticism is borderline elite. The explosiveness is there. The range is exceptional. And he was much more productive. Really liked, I feel way better about Logan Diggs, Logan Thomas now than I even did when they signed him. And we liked his potential when they got him. Number seven, Bodie Cahoon, love his athleticism. Uh, still a technical work very much a technical work in progress especially from a footwork standpoint block destruction are still things that 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 i need to see more of but the tools are there for him to be very good at both of them there's nothing that Bodie lacks as mm-hmm. far as the tools to be a great player it's just about it's like right now you know you're trying to bake a cake and you only have half the ingredients in and you can't have the cake until you add all the others and that's where Bodie is for me uh, you know, as far as why he's not higher in this grade, but I love this length. I love the athleticism and the production this year was outstanding. Kennedy Urlacher's number eight. Talk a lot about him. I love, I love his downhill ability. I think he can run. I think that's probably the area where I have the biggest disagreement with people is I think he can run. I think he moves well. But the issue and and is right now, he's a bit of a one note guy. He's a downhill thumper. That's what he is right now. But he's built like a cover guy. That's that's the other, you know what I mean? But I love the genes. The DNA is obviously there. Um, to me, I, I see a guy that has the potential to be very rangy and, and has the tools to be a cover guy. We just don't see it. And number nine for me is Carson Hobbs, he was the second lowest player in the class. No, third lowest player in the class for me. And so he didn't jump up a whole lot because he went from third lowest to fifth lowest, but that says more about, or fourth lowest, but that says more about the class. Depth than it does Carson because his individual grade went way up for me. He, I had him as a three and a half star Ryan, but at the point system, he was closer to a three star than he was to being a four star prior to senior year. He might have made the second biggest jump of anybody in the class for me after Bryce Young. So, because like, just I, I was not sold on this, I thought that's a future safety because the one thing he would always do was hit. Like, yeah. that's a that was a, even as a junior, that's a physical kid. And so you could see that you could see that, but this year his ability to transition. And now when I watch him and I and I see him with some t- tightness in this transition, Ryan, you can look at it and say that's a footwork problem, not a tight hips problem. You know, he's not the yeah. most fluid guy, but he's plenty fluid enough because you can see snaps where he does transition well. But his he might have some of the best hands as far as in coverage, like like hand fighting in coverage that you're going to see. That one rep you sent me of him yeah. just getting his hands on a guy, and it's like, dude, that's that's like teaching tape right there <laughs> yeah. you know you know what i mean it's like i think what did you say to me like that's just one of the best corner reps i've seen all year and you were spot on and he's playing against very good competition so he went he went way up he's now a top 250 kid for me that's close to being a top 200 game him and Bodie are both uh to me guys that are that are you know could easily you could make a case for being higher number 10 this is where the drop off is for me number 10 is taybron benny powell loved his senior film kid's a good football player i just don't see the athleticism to be a, a, a safety at Notre Dame on, on a, in a starting basis. He's more of a rotation guy for me, an, a role player, but a guy that I could see the one thing I could say about Tabor Benny Powell, I'll be shocked if he's not at least a three-year starter on special teams, multiple sure. special teams. I think he could be a very that. good special teams player. And uh, you know, like to me, like a, a longer, taller, Paul Moala type of guy. That's just on every special team you have. And then number 11 for me is Sean Sevillano. Sevillano. Um, I'm going to talk about him a little bit more in, in a second, but the production is there. The body's there. I just – I got major questions about his length and about how does his athletic ability project to the next level. But I love the beef. I love – he's a powerful, powerful kid, Ryan. I mean, yes. not just in the weight room. I mean, his weight room numbers are ridiculous. Yep. But it, it you see it on the field. I mean, he can mm-hmm. – he tosses people. Yes. You know, and, and just – it's the projection for me. And then number 12 is Teddy Rizak for all the reasons we talked earlier. He's yeah. a kid you're trying to project to play linebacker, 185 pounds. And he's and if you see pictures of him and his brother, very narrow-framed guy, very narrow-framed guy. So I have questions about the, the ability to put that weight on. But here's the thing I'll say about Teddy, just like I said about Sean Savoliano, the tape, if you take away the measurable production and just talk about is this guy a football player, they are both very good high school football players. Very, same with Tabron, Benny Powell. And that's the thing that I love about this class overall, Ryan, the three bottom guys on my film are guys that I would, on my ranking are guys I would love to have on my high school football team. If I was starting, you know what I sure. mean? Like just great, productive, instinctive range, like just really good high school football players for all three of them. It's just about, can that translate? And I have questions about the tools translating. So those are my three. Sure. My upside ranking for this, for the defensive class, Ryan, number one, Bryce Young, number two, Kingston Viliama Asa, number three, Logan Thomas, number four, Bronte Johnson. Those are all five-star upside guys for me. Okay. The next five are all four-and-a-half-star guys. I have, I have Bodie Cahoon at five, Leonard Moore at six, Cole Mullins at seven, Carson Hobbs at eight, Teddy Rizak at nine, and then the next three are all four-star upside guys. Kennedy Erlacher at ten. Sean Sevillano at 11, Tabor on Benny Powell at 12. Now, the Kennedy Erlacher thing is interesting because you don't often see guys kind of go down like that. and you know from. But it's just like I think he's a really good football player, but I don't know that he's got those unique traits. that's going to allow – like a Bodie Cahoon. Bodie's got the, the measurables. He's 6'3". That's... He's got long arms. He's athletic. He just has to – his game's got to still grow a little bit. Teddy's got very long. I, I was told that Teddy had something like 33, 30, like close to 34 inch arms and he ran that. a low four or five. Like he's got those measurables. It's like, that's why Teddy's a four and a half star upside guy. Kennedy's kind of like, he is what he is. He's five Doesn't have a great, a great frame where you're like, he's going to grow. I mean, maybe he will. Cause his dad got a lot bigger, like in college than he did in high school, but you can't assume that that he's going to be like that. Cause there's a mom involved in that thing too. And right. And you know, everyone's, everyone's different. different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and so, you know, there's some question marks there, but I do like Hint where he is now, but he's a little lower there. So that's my upside grade, Ryan. So okay. why don't you go through your defensive grades and I'll, I'll try not to interrupt yeah. you as much this time.
2: No, you're good. <laughs> no, I no, just, sometimes
1: it, I just have some questions just because I want to get some clarity yeah, on those things. Totally fine, time. yeah. I,
2: I like clarification because I think people in the chat are probably wondering some questions too. So I think it's perfect. Uh, we have the same top two. Kingston Ville is my top ranks guy. I actually do have him as a five-star player, top 25 player in this class. I look at him and I say six, two plus 230 pounds college ready linebacker who is about as most. In, he might be the most instinctive player. I mean, I think him and CJ Carr have a very good conversation of like, who's the most instinctive player at their position in this class. He sees the game at an advanced level. He's been doing it and being super productive the last two years against some of the best competition in high school football. I mean, he's playing the modern days. He's going down to Florida. He's going out, you know, playing against, you know, the St. Francis academies of the world and the the powers in in the state of California. Obviously he's going out to Hawaii. Like he's playing the best competition. He's ultra productive, really instinctive, really smooth. And I think, honestly, the biggest thing I saw him this year compared to last year was I thought he had some reps in coverage where I was like, oh, okay. Like, it, there was one play that I highlighted where he was uh, was a, almost like a Tampa 2 type of look where he had to run with a slot to the, to the mid-hole, to the middle of the field between the two safeties. And kid was moving, man. And there was another one where he ran with a wheel down the sideline and just ran the dude out of bounds down the field. I think it was against modern day as well. So I just look at him and I'm just like, that kid's a complete player, man. Like, he's just a really good football player, and I think he took a nice jump as a senior as far as athleticism. I just think he's about as high floor players you're going to get in this class. Overall, not just Notre Dame's class, like nationally. I think that he's about as high as floor as you could possibly find. Bryce Young, top 50, four and a half star. He is close to getting there. He is getting so close. Six, five and a half, 245 pounds, explosive, powerful, long. There is a lot of tools to work with. He's not the guy that, as far as he's not going to corner, you know, the outside track a ton, but he is going to be a guy that's going to hit inside counters. He's going to be a dude that can convert speed to power. Kid, I mean, his upside is fantastic. He can work for multiple alignments too, potentially down the road, and he is going to be a difference maker in the run game at very least. Logan Thomas is actually the guy that had number third, uh, number three. I am as a top hundred player, four star. I think that the athletic gifts this kid has is pretty special for his position. Now, there's. Projection to getting up to hopefully 240 plus pounds and right him right, right around 210 pounds, but even if he compromises a little bit of speed and flexibility, still got plenty to work with. I mean, the kid is a special, special athlete, and he had a tremendous year. I mean, he was a complete tools player while he was down in Texas at Saint Edward, 129 total tackles, 15 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, and nine sat, nine forced fumbles. That's a pretty dang good senior year. So I saw, I saw tangibly really turning the corner. From a technical perspective, and obviously being able to stay healthy as a senior, I have Bronte Johnson number four, top 150 kid, almost a top 100 kid for me, four star. The range he has on the back end and the ball skills he has on the back end for a safety is pretty rare, and the length that he has is pretty rare. Technically, he's a mess. He's coming off of a senior year where he missed part of the season, obviously, and he needs to get bigger. But if he's able to get bigger and technically Chris O'Leary and that staff can get him right, that kid could be a superstar. I mean, like, think about what like Malik Hooker was his one year with Ohio State where he was just making rangy interception after rangy interception. That's what this kid could be potentially as a center fielder. He's got that type of upside. I have Carson Hobbs. Real quick, you said top yes. 100
1: for him, right? Top 150 for I had. For top 150, okay. Top
2: 150, borderline top 100, but yes. Okay. I had Carson Hobbs at number five, which I think is going to be a little higher than some people. I thought his senior film was great, man. Like he looked completely different athletically to me. He was always physical. He was always a press man, kid, pretty good technique. But man, his speed upside that he took as a senior, I thought was really nice to see. So I think he took a big jump. Bodie Cahoon is number six for me. I, I think again, when we're talking about raw athleticism, six, two plus right around six foot three, 220 pounds. 4-5-4 Four five four in the 40, electric, electrically timed twice this offseason. That kid can run for days. Incredibly productive, over 200 tackles this year. As he continues to get more and more disciplined as a processor, the more he plays the linebacker position, I think he could be special, man. I really do. I think he's got very high upside to him.
1: I had Leonard Moore next. R- Real quick, Ryan, for the last two guys, um, yeah. for Carson and Bodie, what was their ranking range?
2: I I had top 150 on both of them. Both? Okay. Yep. And then I also had a top 150. It was my last top 150. I had it on Leonard Moore as a four-star there as my number seventh ranked player. I think it was just a shame Leonard Moore got hurt because I was expecting him to take a nice jump and him to be probably in the top four-ish in this class potentially. But the injury obviously cost him a little bit, but he still has 6'2", long arms, moves really well, changes direction surprisingly well for a guy his size, can play zone, can play man. I really like learning more. It's just about obviously getting healthy again mm-hmm. and then being able to showcase the upside that he has because he's another kid with a lot of upside. Number eight, I had Cole Mullins, top 250 player, four star. I like Cole for everything that he is. I think he is a I think he's incredibly strong. I think he's got good explosiveness to him. And I think that he is a very just he's one of those those defensive ends that just does a lot of the dirty work, you know, the ability to work at the point of attack, set the edge. I think for me, I just am struggling a little bit with his ability to corner consistently because he isn't a Bryce Young where I look at Bryce Young and I'm like, that kid's going to be 265, 270, and he's just going to be a powerhouse consistently. I think Cole can convert to the power on the college level well, but I just don't think that the upside is quite as high as like a Bryce Young as far as the power capacity to his game. So I have him a little bit lower, but I think he's at worst a very good rotational piece on the next level. I just don't know if he's ever going to be a pass game impact player. I think mm-hmm. he's more of a really good run game player.
1: So you see him as maybe like a more athletic version of Nana as Possibly. far as the you, role.
2: You know who he reminds me of a little bit? He reminds me of Andrew
1: Trimbetti a little bit. Does okay. that one make
2: sense? Yes. I, I don't know. Because
1: okay. I still feel if Andrew Trombetti was not coached by Brian Van Gorder, because remember, he was a, really good as a freshman. Like yes. really good, and if you talk to former yep. Notre Dame players, they're like, "We thought that guy was going to be a star, yep. right?" So he just was bad. Like, if he would have played for Mike Elko and Clark Lee, hundred percent, we'd yep. be have a completely different conversation about Andrew Trimbetti. So I think that's a really good, uh, yep. a really good comparison there, Ryan. I like that. I,
2: I liked Andrew Trimbetti a lot, yeah. man. I remember seeing him in an All Star game. I think he was at the. I forget if it was the All the All American game. Or I, I forget which one he was at at that time. If it was the U.S. Army game or if it was the Under Armour game, but he was really good all week. In that, yep. I remember watching the practices. Mm-hmm. Sean Sevolano, number nine for me. He's my last four-star player, top 250 player for me, just borderline. I just, I'm counting on the production. He's had great production against really good teams, uh, or better teams, I should say, this past year. I think he's really stout, plays with really good pad level, obviously for being a little bit of a shorter guy, and he's just got a low center of gravity, incredibly physical, and he plays really, really hard, man. Snap to finish. So he makes a decent amount of plays in pursuit just based upon pure effort. I do think he has some limitations. You mentioned length. You mentioned just overall athleticism. I do think that there's a little bit of a lower ceiling to Sean Cevillano. But I do think that he will, at worst, be a guy that could be quality depth, which I think is important for an mm-hmm. interior defensive line room. And then I had the three, three stars, 35 three-and-a-half-star players, Teddy Rizak guy. Um, I hadn't ranked number 10. I really like the athleticism. I think if he's able to put them weight on his frame, he could be a guy that proves me wrong. We talk about that, but I just, I, I need to see it. I just need to be able to see how his body develops. Tabron, Benny Powell, really nice senior year. It took a big step. In my opinion, I was not a fan of it be him being a take the way he was, but ultimately I think that he shows that he can play on this level. So I do like the, the, the comfort he showed as a senior. I think he's a tough kid, physical kid. I think that his ch- change of direction was better than I thought it was initially going to be. I think yeah. he's a pretty smooth player overall. So I like Tabron for the player that he is. I just question the upside a little bit, sure. kind of what I talked about with Savilano. and yeah, then we're on Kenny the same Erlacher's, page with Tabron.
1: Yeah, we're on the same page with him.
2: Yeah. Kenny Urlacher's a, the lowest for me right now. I do think that he has higher upside than a couple of guys that are a little higher on the list. I would agree there. Kid's a tank. Absolute money player when we're talking about coming down, fitting alley player. He does all the dirty work well. I really like it. But I just he hasn't he hasn't produced much yeah. the last 2 years. I mean even his tackle numbers are kind of lowish, right? Like he just doesn't make a ton of plays right now. I do think there's talent to work with there. I do think he's a good athlete overall. I do think he's very strong and physical downhill type of kid, which I like. Just a couple of guys are above him have just been more productive football players at the yeah. end of the day, right? And I think that projects a little bit better. Usually guys that aren't incredibly productive on the high school level don't usually just boom and like, oh, man, no. now he's like a, this superstar, right? Like that's not usually how it happens.
1: There's Because you could say he schools. plays in a really good area and he's got good players on his team. Sure. and you could. You, but sure. so does Tabor on Benny Powell. He's got other college football, future college football players on his team and also got plays much. in a great area. And he's still produced better, to your point. Yep. Yeah, yep. y- yeah, that's and fair. and
2: despite him not being as good an athlete as I would say Kennedy is, I mean, he had three interceptions this year. Yep. He had several pass breakups. Right, yep. It's just like he has yep. production in the passing right. game, which you're going to need as a safety, obviously.
1: Right now, uh, if you again, this is this, for for me, I put thought in into this. I Ryan, I'm asking him to do this kind of on the fly, so th- there <laughs> could always be a change of opinion on this. But just kind of so, like right now, sitting here, top five upside guys on the yep. defensive class and who, and, and what would be their upside grades for them, oh, man. So, I mean, we know I, who I, number I, one is. That's yeah. an, that's an obvious one, right? Yeah. I, I mean,
2: I, I, I would say no, like no order, even Bryce young, Logan Thomas, Bronte Johnson, Kingston, Billy, are probably the top four for me. Okay. After that, I think it's a great conversation between Bodie Cahoon and Leonard Moore. I'm not, okay. I'm not really sure which one I would say is next, Cause I think they're on relatively the same level. They're probably yep. more in the four and a half star upside grade in that scale. I think the top four
1: though, I think they all have five star upside. Agreed. I really do. We're on the um, exact same page on that one, Ryan. I, yeah. those are, I had four uh, upside four, four, five star upside guys. And it's the same exact four that you yeah. had. And my next two, five and six were Bodie yep. and, and Leonard. So like from an, we have a much different ranking on defense yeah. of the current ranking than we did offense but our upside grades are almost identical. Like as far as at the top, I mean, it, yeah. it literally is. I mean that way.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, cause man, like I, I just think Bodie's upside is, is pretty close to being in that five-star range as well, man. Yeah. Cause again, like you just don't, I mean like athletically, Brian, like Notre Dame's linebacker room in 2023 or 2024, it's going to be stupid athletic, man. Like you talk about the Sneeds and you talk about the Drake Bowens and the Nolan Zigglers and the Jay berries and like just so many talented kids that can run. Yeah. Bodie Cahoon's going to be right in there, right? He's going to be right in that conversation with being maybe one of the toolsiest kids on the roster. The minute he steps to campus, obviously guys are a little bit further along than him from a developmental perspective, but it's going to be a really talented linebacker room
1: overall. So let's go here, Ryan, the players that we think we might, you feel this is a kid I could miss on. And I've already kind of talked about both of mine, but I'll get into more reasons why Kennedy is the one that I'm, I'm feeling I might have ranked too high or it'll look like that. Because again, like you said, I watched the film Ryan and I'm like, dude, I love this kid. But then I look at the production and I'm like, but I, I don't see the production and I don't see him cover. Now there's a lot of film with him. I, I haven't seen yet. And maybe on that film, he does those things, but I just haven't seen him do it. And he wasn't like a camp guy, you know, because like there's some guys you watch and like like Bronte Johnson, you don't really see him playing man coverage in high school. You see him playing center field, but there's a lot of camp film of him lined up playing man, flipping his hips. And you're like, that's really, I like what I see from there. You know, I watched him at a camp, Ryan, at Notre Dame, and and not not this Irish invasion, but the one before. And he was one of those kids that would just, he was literally always taking a rep either at safety or he would like take a safety rep, run back, get next in line, cut in front of like five people and take the next receiver rep. I mean, I love kids like that. I love, cause sure. that's me that kid wants to compete. Yeah. That kid wanted to show the Notre Dame coaches. Hey man, I'm that dude. Probably, you need to take me.
2: He could probably play corner too. If he wanted yes. to man, like he's a oh, really yeah. good athlete.
1: And, and a certain, so. and, like, if you're going to play like a cover four quarters, like off, you yeah. know, the- he could do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, love that love that about him but kennedy's my miss and i just have this feeling that up sean, sean civiliano is gonna look back at my ranking and be like dude you're an idiot like that you didn't have me higher <laughs> like seriously because i have all my reasons and i feel justified so here's my thing guys i grade off of it's, it's not scientific but like i don't know how else to say it like it's it's a grading system yeah. and it and it just it just his grades aren't great for me and his film it's like i love his high school film but i i worry about the projection but i just can't stop looking at the production that's the thing <laughs> like there's know. you know like i love the size i think i think you're right he's got a much higher floor than 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 you'd think with where i have him graded cuz like you said a guy like him doesn't have to produce at the next level to play an important role if he can <laughs> give you 20 snaps a game and say force them to double team you every time you're on the field with the linebackers he's going to have behind him, that's great yep. that you've won. But yep. for me, that's a three-and-a-half-star player. That's a guy that, you know, the rotation guy, and then maybe he's a junior, senior, steps up, and he's a nose tackle that has four tackles for loss and a half a sack. But, you you know, you look at him, and you're like, but he played a very important role, a lot like Jonathan Bonner did in 2018. Jonathan Bonner had almost no production. We yep. just did all the dirty work on what was a great defensive line. Jordan Davis is if you actually look at Jordan Davis's college stats, you're like, that's a top 15 NFL draft pick? Yes, because that's sure. not what – he wasn't being asked to produce. He had to being watch asked the, to,
2: the game. Yes. Yeah.
1: He was being asked to do, give, do double teams, if not triple teams. You know, yes. he, he was taking those things on. So, he, you know, his last year in college, Ryan, the kid had five and a half tackles for loss and two sacks. In 15 yep. games, one <laughs> pass breakup, one quarterback hurry – no force fumbles, no fumble recoveries. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, there's no production there, but he's a dominant yeah. player because he wasn't asked yeah. to be a, a stat producer. Sure. And I could see Sean playing in a, not not as good as Jordan, but like a role where he's not asked to produce a lot. But to be a four-star hire, to me, you've got to be a guy that can produce at a certain level. But he will be so- a, a at least a key part of your rotation for multiple years. But I have a feeling that he could end up being a producer, and that's what's going to make me look stupid. That he does go out there and have eight and a half tackles for loss and three and a half sacks and three forced fumbles as a nose tackle at some point yep. time in his career, and he's going to be like, "Dude, you know you're an idiot." So that's the one that I have a feeling because I, I I don't I think my Teddy Rezac if Teddy Rezac becomes a great player, I think my ranking is justified because of the the yeah, yeah we ranked him here, but the upside grade was was way up here. You know, yep. it just you know it was. With Sean, there's questions about how does this game translate. With Teddy, right. I have zero questions about his game. It's can his body yeah. translate? That's the only question that I have. It's a completely different. Well, same with Bodie. I have no yeah. questions about Bodie's talent. It's just about will he develop? You know, will he will sure. he fill out? Will he you know get the instincts and all that? But the talent's there. Sean's the one I have a feeling I'm gonna look back and be like, dude, I should have well, had him a lot higher.
2: You already mentioned the one that's for me. Uh, it's Teddy Rizak. I. Uh... I don't know, man. There's just something there where I'm just like, that kid is long and athletic. And anytime you're long and athletic, like you have a chance, right? If your body develops mm-hmm. properly. And I look back at that and I say, you know, him being a, a the third lowest ranked player, the number, you know, the number nine player in this class on the defensive side of the football, I might be completely wrong. And then all of a sudden done. Maybe he does balloon. Maybe he, you know, only gets the two twenty five, but maybe he's a six four, two hundred twenty-five yeah. pound will that is just running for days. I mean, like it's possible, right? So mm-hmm. Teddy Rizak would be my pick in that regard.
1: Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even call that a miss, Ryan, honestly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't because we've said over and over this kid's got a lot of tools, but you can't just be a 185 pound linebacker in college. You can do that yeah. at the Division three level sure. and be an All American. I've seen it. I mean, I, dude, I coached and I've coached on teams where we had, we were all, we were playoff teams and our starting left guards 5'11", 250. Because the size doesn't matter as much as that level. We had some great football players, but just the size wasn't there with some right. of these kids. I mean, I've coached kids that run four fours, but they were five nine and 155 pound running backs, you yeah. know, or receivers, you know what I mean? Or and five six, 145, 150 pound cornerbacks. And but so, so there's, there's, that's where the conversation is, right? Sure. And so I, I don't even, wouldn't even call that a miss. Like the reason Sean Sevillano to me would be a miss is because I don't think he can be. That I don't think his game is that of a guy that goes to the next level and produces at a high level. I think he could be a sure. really good space eater. I just have a feeling when I look at his numbers and I just say, if I took every, if all you gave me was his size and production and I watched zero film, I'm like, this guy's going to be a star. Yeah. Or like six, one and a half, 325 pounds, that's had like 100 tackles for loss the last two years and over 30 sacks. Yeah. Are you serious? In, in Miami? Yeah. This kid's gonna be a star. Like that's what that's like that's what I'm saying. And that's where I feel like I could miss badly on that kid. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And it I got you know what to be honest with you? I kind of hope that I do. Because here's why I say that. Yeah. Here's why I hope and even for you, you have Sean as a top 250 player. Here's why I hope he outplays all of it. If and and this is kind of my final takeaway, Ryan, as we wrap this show up. And we have one three super chats we'll get to. But here, here's my deal. One thing I love about this class, and it's yep. it's KVA, it's Kingston, it's Bryce Young, it's it's um I'm going, Bodie Cahoon, it's mm-hmm. Cole Mullins, it's Sean Savillano, it's Kennedy Erlacher. All Notre Dame's biggest weakness right now on defense is they are not a great run defense. They're sure. not. But one of the things about this class, because you even said about Cole Mullins, Ryan, like you like a, the, when you just project the run stopping ability, you yep. started kind of raving it. Like I was expecting you to be a lot more critical of him and have him graded lower because no. of the way that you react sometimes when I talk about Cole. But mm-hmm. then I, I hear what you're saying, like, okay, I get what Ryan's saying here because like yeah. it's, 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 he's more of a one note guy, but that yes. one note is, re- could be really good. And to, and to the point we're making, they need that. I mean, if there's a scenario someday where Notre Dame has Bubakar Traore at one end and Bryce Young at the other end and Cole Mullins is your rotation guy, you're going to be really good at on the edge in the run game. And then okay. you've got a 325-pounder right up the middle and you've got physical, athletic, because Bodie's going to end up being 240, in my opinion, when it's all said and done. And oh yeah. can run. Oh yeah! Yeah! And yeah. then you've got Kingston, and then you've got Kennedy and Tabron. They're hitters, and and yes. Bronte's not there yet from a size standpoint, but he has the game of a hitter. And then you talk about Carson Hobbs and Leonard Moore. If the if someday that's your starting cornerback tandem, it's going to be a lot like you've got two Cam Hearts in the <laughs> run game. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, like because Benjamin's run game defense and screen was not that good this year, but no. Cam was an elite run screen defender on the perimeter in my opinion this season. You're going to have yep. two guys that can be legitimate, you're going to funnel everything back inside to your linebackers and safeties who are going to knock your head off. Yep. And for me, I have some questions about the pass coverage of a lot of guys in this class about, you know, how good will it be, especially in safeties. But when I look at the this is this the Notre Dame defense is getting a huge boost in potential against the run with this class. And Sean Cebollano, if he's better than you and I think he is, and to different we think of then that is huge because they need if you can give them not they need, I think you can be very good without a 325 pounder against the run, but if you have one that can be can be really stout and even productive to a degree, that makes your defense so much better. And all of a sudden, Drake Bowen, Jaden Alsbury, Kingston, Bodie are just flying downhill and not getting touched. Yes and you're like butt kiss award winner and the first guy that they're going to thank in their award is like i want to thank sean civiliano for taking on triple team you know what i mean like that's that's what it would be right yep and so i'm hoping i'm hoping that i miss on him in yep. this in this instance as well so i hope so as well
2: yeah because i'm a little so, i'm not like super high on him either so I right hope right as
1: well. right yep. i mean you're basically saying from what i can get this kid's going to be a really stout set that like Eat up space kind of guy. I mean yeah. that's there's value like, to that. Like
2: Jameon Franklin. Like cool. Yeah. Jameon's good. If
1: he turns football out player. to be Jameon Franklin, that's a that's a good football player. Yes. And he's already he's already as big now as Jameon became. Jamie on yeah had to grow into that. Sean Silviano yeah. is that the day he steps foot on campus. Mm-hmm. uh I definitely agree with that. We have three super chats we'll quickly get to, Ryan, and then we're gonna okay. wrap up the show because uh the news that we were expecting to break today as of now uh has not happened yet so we'll uh as always right so we'll, we'll uh we'll probably cover that more on the board so we just have three quick super chats ryan and i'll go ahead and read these and let you answer them so because we're uh reverse and roles a little bit today mark one thank you mark for the super chat hi happy holidays is i be going to have a tailgate on the 24 uh, the first 24 home game we're planning to do the game from las vegas to south bend that would be the northern or northern illinois game i believe correct i sounds right. the first home game next year i sounds don't know right. if that will to do, do a tailgate so what we're there's a lot of things i'm thinking about next year is maybe even we'll do a tailgate but just having get togethers every game we'll see i haven't decided on that yet mark because i the problem is it's hard to do tailgates every game because it takes a lot yeah. of work a lot of setup a lot of cleanup that's hard to do when when angela and i both work the games because she does photography and i do that it's a little easier when my parents come in town because they do all the setup and they do the teardown, and we can go work, and and so especially for some of the earlier games. But we're 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 thinking of a lot of things. We'll, we'll probably do something. I just don't know what exactly that's going to be. Uh, but we'll certainly let you know as we get into the summer what we've decided. It won't be like a week before the game. Okay. By the way, if you're coming tomorrow, uh, here's what we're going to do. So I'll let you know, Mark. But I appreciate that. Andy Milton fan with a super chat. Any signees you foresee moving positions? Oh, certainly could happen. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely going to happen in some way, Nathan. I mean, off the top, I mean, I mean, ideally, I think Notre Dame would like if Teddy Rizak developed into a will eventually. I mean, we'll see if that ever happens, right? Could one of the corners play safety eventually? in Carson Hobbs or or even Leonard Moore? Sure, they could do that. Defensive end could Bryce Young develop into a three tech eventually if his body keeps gaining weight? Sure, it's
1: possible. I could see Cole Mullins even being a two hundred eighty five pound. You know, I I don't predict it, but I mean, he's got a yeah. nice frame. He's got a pretty good and, frame. And
2: then one of the offensive linemen, because they're all going to be listed pretty much at offensive tackle to begin with, or are mm-hmm. they going to transition inside? Like, sure, it's going to yeah. happen at some point. No doubt about it.
1: Could I see Aeneas Williams, if the running back room is just so loaded like it is now, becoming a slot? Sure. I could see sure. something like that. I, I, w- I don't want to see it because I want to <laughs> see him in the backfield. But could I see him in a Chris Tyree situation where you're like, dude, we're just loaded at running back and we've got to get this kid on the field?
3: For yeah, sure.
1: I could see something like that. Yep, yeah, I can see something like that. And then the last one from Michael S. Michael says, "How does USC recruit uh, Zendamella?" That's the kid that's a teammate of Sean Saviano, I believe. Compared oh, to Notre Dame's O line recruits, yeah, I honestly haven't seen him. I haven't uh, seen very much, so I couldn't yeah. really tell you.
2: There, uh, the, co- the coach spoke very highly of him and yeah. Sean's battles he's had
1: over the last couple yeah. of years, but I have not personally seen him. No, I've seen maybe five clips, and 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 wasn't looking at those five clips in a an evaluative standpoint. It's just more of like a. How okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's him. So I c- couldn't really answer that one. All right. So I know there's a lot of questions about the OC thing guys, but there's really nothing new than what we've already reported on our site. It's just now it's being reported in a way that so-and-so is a favorite. Uh, we've kind of already talked a lot about this on the board. Uh, we're not going to dive into that today. We'll talk about, I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow during the mailbag. So it's, it's just more so this is a recruiting was a recruiting class breakdown. Not that we don't want to talk about it. If you're on the board, ask me about it. We'll talk about it. I actually yep. have already responded to somebody on the board about, uh, that, that situation. So, um, uh, yeah, come on the board. That's why I got to sign up for the the message board at boards, Irish, board. at irishbreakdown.com and we can continue chatting all about that. But today, Ryan was all about this 2024 recruiting class, had a lot of fun. I know you need to like maybe go take a nap for a couple hours or something with the the, the couple days that you've had, but, uh, uh, great coverage on that, and uh, boy, this is just this is a gap-closing class. We'll see how much it closes the gap, but excited about this class. But the important thing is 23, 24, two years in a row, you land a gap-closing class because that's how you ultimately get there. One class is not going to do it all for you if it's not surrounded by other big-time classes, and Notre Dame is building on it. And you're, over the next week or two, going to have sort of a first look at the 2025 class, Soon. Uh, conversation and they're already off to a great start with 10 commitments including from an elite quarterback one of the best safeties in the country because the lowest graded class or group, position group that, that we have in this class right now is already off to a start where you've got a, bo- a, a bottom line like minimum top 100 guy maybe a top 50 guy and ivan taylor in that class so certainly off to a, a great great start absolutely so that's going to do it for Mr. Roberts, Ryan Roberts, Director of Recruiting. I'm Brian Driscoll. Hey guys, we're going to have a show tomorrow, but I know Christmas is right around the corner. I just want to thank you guys all. We're almost at the end of the end of the year. Just thank you all so much for being with us. We love this community and we love what you guys are, bring to the table as well. And we want to thank you all very much for your support and helping us grow the way that we have. So have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you all again very very soon on the Irish Breakdown podcast.